Navigate Oklahoma, a podcast geared towards helping you navigate to and through everything that is Oklahoma transportation. Welcome to Navigate Oklahoma. I'm Jessica Brown, the Director of Strategic Communications for Secretary of Transportation, Tim Gatz. Today's podcast will focus on eminent domain, also known as right-of-way acquisition. I have with me Robert Blackwell, who heads up the division that takes care of the right-of-way acquisition. Robert, thank you for being here to discuss this with us. And talk to me about eminent domain and right-of-way acquisition, what that means for transportation. Let's, let's start off with the, the right-of-way acquisition process. Um, our, our design folks spend a lot of time uh, designing a project for us, identifying the right-of-way needs for that project. Um, once we get that information, we find out who owns that property. Um, we send them a letter identifying that a project's coming, part of your land may be necessary for this project. Uh, there will be a, a contact information to visit with the appraiser. So the appraiser can make an appointment, uh, come out, talk to the property owner, uh, walk the property if so uh, desired. Um, and then we complete that appraisal. Um, once the appraisal is completed, it's reviewed by another appraiser just from a consistency and a, and a thoroughness. Uh, a review appraiser reviews all appraisals for that project. And then we get to where we make an offer to the property owner. This is the department's um, offer or what we think the fair market value is for your property plus any damages to the remainder of your property. And that is based off of that appraisal? Correct, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, so we make that offer. Um, there's a lot of times a property owner knows, um, uh, may be able to get an estimate from a local person for their fencing. Um, and we'll take a look at that estimate versus the estimate we may have, and we can adjust compensation for that. Um, we deal with ponds in a rural, rural Oklahoma. Ponds are a big thing for cattle, for water. Uh, we'll, we'll get estimates to rebuild bond, uh, ponds or to replace them. Uh, a lot of uh, ranchers, a lot of uh, farmers, they want to build their own fence. So we pay them to do their fence. Um, also part of that acquisition process is what you talked to a little bit earlier is the eminent domain. There are times that you just cannot agree on dollar amounts um, and it's, I've always looked at it, it's a, it's a property owner's right to go to condemnation to have somebody else look at the value of their property instead of just our value. So we, we do have to go through condemnation occasionally, but out of the thousand parcels that we dealt with last fiscal year, we only had to go through condemnation on 73 parcels. So we secured uh, just a little under 9% of those parcels. And even some of that 9% is made up of title deficiencies or unknown owners or that stuff. So I feel like under a 10% condemnation rate is, is a very good rate to be able to secure the property owners. We do an outstanding job trying to talk with them and negotiate a, a good value for the state to pay and the property owner to convey their property to us. Typically, typically again, is it just several yards that you need into a 
landowner's property or is it much more than that? I know that every situation is different, but mm -hmm. on average, how much land do we actually need? And your on your rural projects out in, in, in rural Oklahoma, where you're you're adding shoulders, um, you're 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 probably adding about fifty to sixty feet. Uh, and some of your uh, projects that we have that are, are brand new alignments, they're brand new roads where a road wasn't there. Uh, we could be buying several hundred feet wide. Uh, so it's just all dependent on the project. Um, what the right-of-way needs are from a design perspective is required to build that project and not only build it but also to move the utilities that are impacted by that project. So we get some room, some additional right-of-way uh, to move those utilities to. So it all is really all depending on the project. Now the eminent domain process is actually outlined in our state constitution to make sure government doesn't go beyond its bounds basically. Correct. Talk to me about those guidelines. Well, and we, in addition to that, we provide all property owners with a, a property rights brochure. It actually comes in and details each phase. It details what the appraiser is going to do, what the acquisition is. It actually goes into a, a very thorough um, a discussion on eminent domain. Um, so it, it, we, we provide that to all property owners. There's also uh, a, a property owner's bill of rights that we provide more than anything to, ex to explain to them what they can expect um, and, and a little bit more thorough of what they can read and keep later and read again. Uh, so it's, we try to give them enough information to make sure they're informed of their rights. Going back to the Constitution though, it does outline that we have to work in good faith. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's starting from that appraisal. We, we don't dictate anything to the appraisers. They go out, they look at it, they tell us the value. Um, we want to be fair with, with our offers um, and, and for the land and then any improvements, uh, water wells, ponds, uh, houses. It's, uh, we, want to be, we want to be fair. We want to give the property owner as much information as they, they can have to make a, a very well-informed decision. And we try to get it to them as early in the process as possible. We try. The, the, one of the first times somebody talks with a, a property owner about a project is the appraiser. We'll have some public meetings, but that's really not a defined um, how much right-of-way is necessary. It's just an overall plan of a project. So the first person who's actually talking with the property owner, tell them, tell them about the project, uh, how it's going to impact their property is that appraiser. Um, and then after that, they, the acquisition agent will visit with them a lot of times at the dining room table um, just to explain what the project is going to do, um, why so much right-of-way would be necessary, uh, and to explain what their rights are and uh, go over any information and any questions they may have. I would imagine for some landowners, this acquisition is very emotional for them. Very much so. Um, and, and it is really tough on, on some of my staff too. You get uh, really a lot of heartfelt, you, you, you start talking to property owners about the oak tree grandpa planted uh, that you're, you're going to be taken out. Uh, the house that you may have played in as a kid uh, that is now being uh, acquired to be tore down. It's, 
uh, it can be very emotional. Um, and you just have to try to work through those emotional issues and, and try to get down to um, an agreement of what it will take to acquire the property. So we both, the state comes out and gets what they need, the property owner's happy with, with what they receive. It's a great process. I think we give property owners lots of time to consider. I, I wanna make sure that, that um, we don't just um, condemn. We don't wanna do that. We wanna talk with property owners. And I, and I think that goes to support we're only condemning nine, under 9% 9 of our property owners on a, on a, on a year. So, and, and a lot of those are not just because we don't come to an agreement. It's just sometimes you have appraisers that differ on values. Um, but I think our, our, our acquisition program, um, our attorneys uh, work well with property owners. Um, one thing that, that didn't really talk about a whole lot is our, our, we have a relocation program that if we buy somebody's house uh, or buy their business, um, there's a complete new process or a complete process for that to go through that's in addition to the acquisition process. We'll help them locate a new house. We'll help them go through the closing process to acquire that new house. And there could be monetary benefits uh, through the relocation program that's not part of the acquisition program that they would be entitled to. We're speaking about ODOT going through the acquisition. Is it is OTA, does it do a similar process? OTA does, the, does things very similar. Uh, uh, we use the same appraisers. Uh, there's just not as many appraisers that do our type of work. Um, so we, we, we normally use the same folks. Uh, they use the same folks to acquire the right-of-way that we do. Um, the, pretty much the exact same process. Uh, little tweaks here and there. They don't have a, a true relocation process like we do. But other than that, very, very similar, if not the same. Robert Blackwell, thank you very much for explaining the uh, right-of-way acquisition to us today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this edition of Navigate Oklahoma. Until next time, please drive safely and buckle your seatbelt. Thank you for listening to Navigate Oklahoma. Next week, the Oklahoma Transportation Cabinet will offer another podcast highlighting transportation points of interest. Until then, please drive carefully and always buckle up.